Welcome to our Chemical Health with me, Stuart Jeffrey, and and me, Jen Gash. And I'm glad you know that was you, Stuart. <laughs> I was just just trying to remember my name. We're going to be discussing how how we can create well-being in a way that enhances the living world, and what health and care might look like in a regenerative and sustainable future. Once again, welcome everybody. Jen, Hello. how's oh, things? <laughs> it's good. It's good. I've just um, had a slightly unsuccessful swim in the swimming pool, but uh, apart from that, all's good. And oh, I, meant, I must stop you there. Oh no, no, it's clearly successful. Oh, that I actually made it. <laughs> you, you obviously managed to get into the water and get out <laughs> alive because <laughs> you're here. <laughs> yeah, indeed. I think um, although next, I think. In a week's time, just over a week's time, I have a introduction to cold water swimming. Um, Whoa! Oh, so like I'm, a, I am deeply book. jealous. <laughs> it's a, it's a, like a two-hour introduction at a local lake, so I'm really looking forward to that. Um, and, yeah, yeah, I, I must say, I'm very back. jealous. We've got a we've got a big river about fifty yards from here, and it, it, you wouldn't want to swim in it. No, I know <sighs> you. you, you I mean, uh, it's. You know, well, at the moment it's fast flowing because we've had lots of rain, um, so it's quite dangerous. But it's, yeah, I mean, it is very polluted, mm-hmm. and um, and of course around the seas in Kent, it's not great either. No. Um, well, th- th- this uh, particular sort of lake is a man-made lake, and I think that the chap who owned the land, I mean, many, many, many years ago, decided he wanted his own lake, so he dug one. And it's quite big, as actually. You do. As you do. <laughs> yep, it's quite big. It's big enough to do um wind sailing and um that sort of thing on it and swimming and what have you Uh, in fairness i did something similar in my garden i I dug a pond (laughs) (laughs) with your your newts and your frogs i've got newts and frogs in the pond absolutely Mm. (laughs) so we're going to be talking about um we're going to sort of be diving more into this sustainable regenerative aspects aren't we today nice link Stuart. nice link diving well done Ah. Yeah, oh, yes, oh, I didn't even spot you. you know these the, 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 these segues <laughs> just flow sometimes, don't they? Oh, very good. Here we go, folks. <laughs> so watch out for the water-related content and links and segues. Yes, we're going to talk about regenerative healthcare and try and bring it into context a bit. Try and grapple with what we really mean, because you know, you and I turn up here not exactly every week, but um, chatting about this thing, and. I kind of feel we need to pin it down a bit more. So I've got an article that I dug out, obviously, from Tinternet about regenerative sustainability in healthcare. So I thought we'd have a little look at that first and then go on. You did your own research. I did my own clicking on the Tinternet. And well, was, was it from Google or from, from um, what's it called? YouTube, isn't it? YouTube. You watched a YouTube video and you now know all about it. I'm really impressed. <laughs> I'm an expert, Stuart. Um, I, what I did, I mean, what's quite funny, I mean, it's, it's a, an article by a lady called Leah Gibbons. And it's a couple of years ago now. And she, she's got some nice, you know, everyone likes a good definition so I'll read it out, all right, just to sort of like set us off. There's a couple of definitions, actually, but I'll, I'll read out a bit. So regenerative, as opposed to sustainable, because what she's saying is, or what we kind of know is that sustainable is all well and good when you're in a position where things are okay and we want to keep them going. But 
obviously there's you know we've kind of gone a bit beyond that so regenerative is very much how can we mend the mess we've made <laughs> um so you know people use the t i think people use the return the terms regenerative and sustainable interchangeably but so we're looking at regenerative from now which acknowledges the the deep change that in which or through which systems can heal and flourish so it's about living humans living in conscious alignment with living systems principles of wholeness change and in relationship as nature does that's sort of one kind of little introduction to this idea and what it encompasses is an understanding of lots of different theories and approaches and um, perspectives so ecology quantum physics systems theory developmental change theory psychology neuroscience um, planning and design but the bit also that people forget is things like the ancient ways of thinking and knowing so indigenous um, culture and uh, understanding and learning and ways of dealing with things um old eastern stuff <laughs> that's a really good way of putting it old eastern stuff do you know what i mean things that are older than you and i remember Stu. oh that's difficult i'm very very old <laughs> so, I, I do love the um i mean indigenous ways of knowing i've, I've obviously read quite a lot of them Mm. around that and, and spoken to um some some uh some indigenous elders over the last few years which is wonderful to do uh, it's a brilliant acronym acronym um i walk indigenous ways of knowing i love it i walk i straight walk. out of star wars isn't it, <laughs> it is isn't it? I walk. well done i think that's that's one for the um for, for an image for this week's discussion i mean the thing about uh, i i love um I was reading or listening to a thing about the tsunami back in 2003, was it? The Christmas, the Boxing Day tsunami. And um, after that happened, they set up lots of uh, early warning systems all through the Pacific and Indian Oceans. Really expensive, like a million pound a float, you know, buoy thing that had all this technology in it. And within about three years, all the buoys had started to kind of not function and what have you. Um, but interestingly, they also, when they were working, attracted lots of fish, which meant the fishermen would go and, you know, get a nice haul of fish by the these electronic boys. And then during that process, the fishermen thought, oh, that's, that's a nice sort of tech on there. And over time, the locals kind of stripped them of all the, the rare metals and so they could sell them. So, you know, 10 years later, none of the system actually exists and works. It could never be maintained, way too expensive. No one had the money. And, and I think that's one example for me of what's not sustainable is kind of throwing expensive technology at things using precious metals that we dig up from the earth that often poison our environment because they're not meant to be on the surface, which we need to think about. But what I loved in this, um, uh, I think it was another podcast actually, was they talked about how the indigenous folk and islanders around the, that region when the tsunami happened they had very little loss of life because they knew what the signs were they didn't necessarily know what was going to happen but they knew the birds changed and the animals started behaving differently so they all got to safety and it's that bit of indigenous not that you know it just shows how you know throw millions and millions of pounds at things but actually shall we just have a chat to the people that know what to do and we get yeah, a much talk, better talk, talk to the birds talk to the elephants ah that was last week's uh thing wasn't it talk to the frozen peas i'm not sure the frozen peas necessarily know about tsunamis but you never know 
Don't they? Okay. Well, talk to the carrots then. Talk, um, to, the, talk, talk to the birds, talk to the animals, yeah. You've, you've just Let's just pause there for a second because you've thrown in a shed load, <laughs> a shed load of issues, thoughts and, and a really impressive um impressive concepts i mean let's let's just go back to the start for a second you talked about regenerative versus sustainable yeah yeah and that is like the core of what we're trying to do here yeah and and i think you know you've 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 hit the nail on the head but um in terms of what we've got is um is not good enough and Mm -hmm. therefore it's got to change um so and, and that's one of my big problems with this sustainable the sustainable words, the sustainability concepts. Mm. Um, what are we trying to sustain? We, you know, we've got a a society that is unsustainable, mm. that um, is doing a huge damage to um, to the world around us mm. um, and to to, to people. Um, so why on earth would we want to sustain that? Yeah, exactly. And I think the thing is as well when you look at sustainability in the context of healthcare. I mean, I have joined lots of sustainability networks and of all sorts in recent years. And um, there seems to be a lack of grit and a lack of willingness to really look at the core problems. And despite what is very well intended, um, you know, people have really good intentions. They come together, they really are worried about what's happening. It all seems to bloody sort of reduced down to recycling how do we recycle equipment or how do we you know stop the waste coming out of the hospital or deal with the waste more effectively or um who could use a bicycle instead which actually you know at least is a sort of a a less damaging thing but it all seems to come down to you know can we recycle less or fabulous articles and i clicked on them when i was doing my very in-depth googling about you know regenerative or design or something like this in hospitals and i'm like hang on all of them were like let's design this spanky new building that is still using resources not focusing on the real problem but it looks nice everyone feels so lovely they're doing something that feels so nice and i I feel really horrible saying it but it's not what we should be looking at and it's not grasping the nettle not grasping the nettle. Excellent. No, I think, um, I mean, what you're describing is is the meta crisis. Now, I've said poly crisis a few times, <laughs> and and whenever I say it, everyone's eyes glazed over and, <laughs> and and nobody has a clue what I'm talking about. I mean, the poly crisis is you know climate change, Multiple, biodiversity, yeah. health, mental health, war, politics, all of that stuff. Um, the meta crisis is. Is obviously the layer above that. You know what's driving, what's really sitting behind that, and and I think that's where you know you've talked about a, a minute ago about the indigenous ways of knowing. Um, we've lost the Western world has lost those ways of knowing, mm. and 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 ultimately that loss is a loss of connection with nature mm. um, and the natural world and the systems and understanding of the systems that we live with normal yeah that a normal natural flowing absolutely um, that is the meta crisis yeah yeah it is that i I mean i i can i can remember the woo-woo of the 1990s where we were talking about this quantum leap in in consciousness Uh, and it was a bit woo-woo but actually it was also right in in its Mm. own way you know we we are in this 
strange way of thinking that is very much the Western way is right. We must do it this way. We can tweak this. We can we can recycle that. We could we could design that new hospital. And 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 I must say I get really frustrated with all of that. Although all of it is at some in some way necessary. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you look at what's happening, it's it's needed, but it's actually kind of. I suppose, you know, we need a multifaceted, multi-layer response, but it's the it's the deep change, deep learning that's and the you know, as I say, grasping the core yucky bits. And I think it's the yucky bits that no one wants to look at. And I understand it. I mean, even you know, if we, I know that one of one of not not saying that people glaze over when they they listen to you, Stu. Um, well, everyone glazes everyone. over. I mean, half the <laughs> as soon as I open my mouth, half the listeners switch off. <laughs> Um, but um, now you make me laugh, right? Now, what I wanted to say was that if you bang on about the horrible stuff too much, people really don't know what to do with it and they switch off. And that's one of the massive problems we face is like, can't cope with it, don't know what to do, it's unsolvable, let's, let's ignore it. So, you know, I think there is a language issue we need to kind of tackle with this, which is about kind of perhaps saying, you know, using words like complexity, and I think last time you talked to us about fucker. Uh, oh, yeah, I like, I like using the word fucker. <laughs> and you have to be really careful when you say it. It's got a V um, at the start, listeners. It's a volatile, <laughs> uncertain, complex and ambiguous. Yeah, and that's kind of the, that's the, that with those sorts of things, people really don't like addressing them because as humans, we're pattern spotters, we're problem solvers. Oh, my goodness, we're problem solvers. Um, that is that kind of gives us such a sense of joy and also security to be able to solve something so you know that's why we end up you know with this complex mess when we start discussing sort of you know environmental problems or whatever in hospital and it always comes out at the end being about oh we can do recycling because we, we want to come away with something tangible to do and that and that complexity bit really does play to your expensive tech comments mm. earlier um you know we solve something by having a new app yeah 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 um yeah. a new a new bit of kits to 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 do x y and z mm. um and and that just adds complexity uh, i mean i've got what four or five different health apps on my phone now <laughs> Um, yeah. uh, you know, one of them admittedly is Strava, and it's you know that's just a personal oh, thing to you keep geek. Yeah. yeah, I'm a geek. geek. Um, but and some of them are really useful. So the mm. NHS app, I can, I you know, yep. I can yep. book stuff. Yeah, so no, no, no. Really I mean, good. But, I think, I think, that, I think it just has to be kept in in its in its sort of usefulness box, if you like. It's like that does that, and that's fine. But we still need to address this other elephant messy complex volatile vodka elephant in the room you know it's kind of yeah don't throw those things away but don't ignore the the other stuff you know and, and and i think you know that that's right but the the apps themselves what happens when the volatility gets beyond the beyond what we've got now mm. uh, and things start to break and that's what we're seeing in in certainly within the ecosystems we're seeing things breaking down mm. when when that sort of progresses if that doesn't stop it will continue to progress and it will you know things like the, the internet all seems very stable but it's only been around for what 25 years 25, 30 years um, yeah absolutely it, it it's it's an infant um mm. and 
it could easily break down. I'm looking at Gaza at the moment. How many people there are going to be on the internet? Not very many. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they've they've seen destruction, um, and that could happen around the world. Um, and and the systems we've set up are very much aligned to um, to to try to bolster when, yeah. what we've got um, rather yeah, than I, rethink. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think the thing is, when you know, when we need to kind of. Um, try and make sure we think about what what healthcare actually means in that context because you know the more fancy the systems get the the less it seems they have an impact on people's actual health and well-being that's that's you know it's it's like the app that yeah we've accepted that certain things about the nhs app are great actually but there are some apps out there or some programs or some technologies or systems that are taking up a huge amount of resources and what worries me and upsets me especially in recent years when I've worked you know I still often work you know at grassroots is they don't have the impact that the resources they're using could justify really yeah Um, Yeah, I mean I I I used to and that's the not sustainable bit I, I used to be the board lead for IT in a hospital and we, uh, we we could see the electricity going into the server room. Wow, it was like fifty percent of the hospital. <laughs> so oh, it's, you know, the electricity was was just fund funding this very hot server room that had a huge air conditioner mm. in the middle of it, stop it catching a light, um, and that then pumped all of the heat outside. I mean, it was quite um, mm. quite quite stark. Um, mm. All all of it was quite useful in its own right but um but it certainly wasn't sustainable no Um, i mean something that just just sort of going back to this woman's article for a second she's made some suggestions as to the aspects of things which need to be looked at that relate to healthcare. so she's stuck the word regenerative on the front of all of these so i'm going to say the word regenerative a lot for a second she's got on about you you, you know you can do it don't you i can do it Thank you. I know, I know you're all with me. So regener- regenerative community development. So regenerative community development. So that means developing systems in communities. <laughs> she says talking as if people are stupid, but um that focus on um you know, humans as resources, communities as resources but dealing with them and, you know, valuing them, basically. Regenerative design, which is a bit of an amorphous description of something, but also food systems and agriculture, which is something that's really not looked at under the healthcare banner at all. Um, But in this sort of idea of everything being interconnected, food systems and agriculture are really important aspects of health and wellbeing. We're not just talking about making sure we can, you know, or have a potato or a leek you know there's so many things that are um about this you know we're talking about actually how we farm the land how we try not to strip it of nutrients um i'm just thinking of things like also you know well-being schemes that could create food grow food you know it's actually more than well yeah okay food's important to health it's actually what aspects of being human being and their well-being are related to the land? I think that's kind of how and, I see it. Yeah, and and you live near the River Wye, don't you? Yeah, yeah, and 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 which is a little. And, and we were talking about while well, swimming a minute ago. So, um, 
that's one of the rivers you wouldn't want to swim in because of the agriculture um, yeah, just up the road from it. Yeah, absolutely. But if we were to look at it in a positive light, Stuart, for a minute, not the why I mean, but generally land use is, you know, there are huge opportunities to design something better to create well-being through how we manage the land. So, yes, we've got to yes, stop, yeah. stop using the chemicals on the land. But actually part of that is if we used more intensive farming methods again, which kind of what is what that would result you know what's needed really um you know more manual labor etc in some ways you're looking when you say i think intensive farming's the wrong phrase oh is that the wrong word oh what i mean is more manual labor going into it that's what i mean not intensive farming so yeah because yes so there is a there is a whole movement around regenerative farming that yes yeah looks and feels really really positive because it's a nice easy one that you can pin pin that regenerative word on because you've got a field that's been you can see it looking better everything and by by working with the land and working organically and so forth um without uh you can you can regenerate the soil very yes uh, very clearly but what i mean is if you then go okay well how can we also make the actual doing of that process contribute to well-being that's when you think okay well people are better outside in nature they're better with work you know, they're better if they've got something to wake up and do every day. Um, they're better if they're socialising. So all of those things can go on into the actual process of regenerating a piece of land and producing food. So that's what I mean. We're not just talking about, yeah. you know, the chemicals that we need to stop using. Okay, the solution is in our resources as and capacities as human beings. Yeah. 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 No, and and I think I think that's that's well. Well said. I, the, I suppose the you know clearly and clearly the outputs from that regenerative farming, you know, is good food that mm, we exactly. need. Yeah. Um, the 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 bit that's going through my mind is um, is probably around society, certainly Western society, British society's <laughs> general reluctance to work in agriculture. In a, yeah, 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 and and manual you know yeah heart, you know physical physical labor yeah yeah, yeah no I mean, absolutely i mean i, I, I mean, think physical, that... physical labor probably less so you know mm. people people are more happy to be a do building work or nursing work or whatever it is yeah 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 there, there seems to be something in something people's minds that. that says, "Well, I don't want to work on, or, you know, I don't want to be a farm lab, ag yeah, yeah, lab, yeah. as they used to call it on, yeah. on the censuses in in the nineteenth century, yeah. agricultural labourers." I mean, we've yeah. got we've got farms obviously all around Kent because it's the Garden of England, allegedly, um, and uh, I, I know there's there's a huge one about ten miles to the south of me, mm, yeah, um, and, and it is. Um, it, Almost entirely staffed by um, uh, imported labour, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and they're all living on site. Uh, there's a, there is a community there, clearly. Um, well, they, they have created probably better well-being through that than yeah. in, in their, their in their community working on the land. But within the town centre, we've got even far far more people, mm-hmm. um, unemployed people. We've got people with mental health problems. You know, yeah, it's a town really. centre. Um, and 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 they might well benefit from, from from some of that interaction. Although on the farm I'm thinking of, it's probably not not a regenerative. I know it's not a regenerative farm. It's a fairly standard. Yeah, 
but 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 the, the the thing still goes is that they're getting social interaction they're building a community amongst themselves they're yeah absolutely there's so many aspects to that which are um useful to look at and go okay there's something good going on there even if it's not you know particularly ideal or you know other people don't seem to be doing it and I, I think what we need to do is look at what how we regenerate things whether it's land whether it's communities whether it's other systems and go how could that be done and give well-being to all those involved that's kind yeah, and, of and, and I think that that's a good call uh, you, you and I you will probably remember the Blackthorn Trust I'm going to give a quick yes. shout out to yeah. them yeah hi uh, Blackthorn I mean, Trust I mean they're up the road from me yeah um, yeah yeah it's great. Google them, Google them, listeners. They're really good. Uh, I mean, they they are kind. Of, they've got this little market garden in the middle of the town, um, probably about an acre. Um, they they bring in people with um, mental health problems. They're referred by the NHS by GPs, um, and and they basically build little communities of mm. people working um, on on this little community farm and running the cafe because I'm up there tomorrow morning having a cup of tea. Um, but it, it was it was me visiting the Blackthorn and doing some volunteer work there 30 years ago that made me become an OT, occupational oh, therapist. Yeah. Oh, wow, yeah, fantastic. Yeah. That was just before they moved. Anyway, we divulge. I'm just thinking about the fact that something we, um, you know, yeah, that, in, that on a small scale creates well-being, but also as a complex system, you've got GPs, general practitioners, who work at that, it's essentially the Blackthorn started as a group of GPs um, folks, and their prescriptions, instead of for tablets, or probably as well as, let's be, let's be um, a little bit sensible, for a lot of people would have been gardening plus tablets, but you also have lots of arts there, you have lots of other wellbeing practitioners. But it's actually, you know, we have we can prescribe something other than tablets. So, and that is happening in the UK in lots of other ways, which we must social talk. prescribing. <laughs> yeah, we must talk about that another time. Yeah, um, but this is what I want to do today, which we're not really quite. We 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 honestly, Stuart, you and I just wobble off on all sorts of different tangents. Uh, Let's I go. I haven't wibbled anywhere. <laughs> is what you know? What is an area that you and I both know, and how could we discuss the? particular sustainability problems with it but look at it more in a regenerative way so let's have a think about the fact that you and i both have worked in rehab community rehab haven't we uh yes yeah so you were you managed a stroke rehabilitation team is that fair to say i was an intermediate care coordinator as well and uh, yeah uh, uh, charge nurse in a community hospital and so you've done yeah. lots of yeah lots of community rehab as have i in both community hospital and actual kind of you know, going around to people's homes. And I now lecture on it a bit. Yeah. So this is something we both know well. And I think, you know, discussions we've had in the past, we both know that it's not terribly sustainable and it's struggling hugely. I mean, it's also set within a context of failing um, social care provision. So what that means, folks who don't know, is um, the, the care staff that come and look after people in their homes. Yeah, so social carers that go in, do all sorts of things from helping people get up and washed and dressed or helping them do their, <laughs> sorry about the dog there, <laughs> um, do their lunch or whatever. So it's in the context of a broader problem. But there are lots of, of struggles with rehab services in the community, aren't there, Stu? Yeah, so, I mean, just applying some of those, um, some of those thoughts at the start, um, 
the the, the sort of neuropsychology, the sociology, the mm. um, the indigenous ways of knowing. Um, we we within community rehab in particular, rather than long term, just focusing on the rehab bit at the moment. Mm. Mm. The, there's been a, a you know a, probably a a fifty year um, drive to get people out of out of acute hospitals but also yep. out of community hospitals to shrink those as well and 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 people will be aware of all of the small community hospitals gradually closing, closing over the yeah. decades yeah. and then moving people into their own homes and and there is some very clear benefit from doing that um you know people people do get generally physically better um in their own homes they they avoid all of the um nosocomial infections that they might get in in a hospital so there's there is some really the what nosy nosy conal no nosocomal comial oh. what um, does that mean Stu? oh it's where you catch things in hospital oh through your nose no, just generally, you know, you go into hospital oh, okay. well and, 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 and catch loads of bugs, don't you? Oh, so it's nothing to do with your nose. No, you probably catch them <laughs> through your nose. Sorry, folks, it's just that sometimes he says these words and he thinks I know what he means and I really, really don't. Okay, oh. so, so yeah, so generally people are better off in their homes, they get on better. Although, I'm sorry, and I will play devil's advocate here, yeah. I have seen far too many people alone in their homes having a really rough time you know they've they're having the rehab at home they're not you know it was all right when they first came out of hospital because they had people visiting several times a day physio therapist occupational therapist nurse yeah. all those sorts of people speech and language therapists um your odd nurse as well um doctors etc uh, nurses then, are all odd I... <laughs> then over time all of that sort of stops and if someone's on their own in their home, it can be really rough. And I think, yeah, you know, what I was doing at the start there was giving you the positive sides of it. Oh. <laughs> there are serious negatives. <laughs> one of them, what, what, one of the two, two, I think, two big negatives for me. Mm. Um, one of them is, um, as you say, the the isolation aspects. You know, if people yep. are on their own, um, in particular, they. They often get lonely. Yeah, um, and, and and that is a, as a it does motivation. have a massive impact on morbidity, doesn't it? It's um, yeah, isolation. Um, you know, mm. we we have a society that is isolationist, um, and 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 that's certainly not something that you'd expect within an indigenous society, which no, absolutely. Um, so so that kind of goes very much opposite. You know, mm. we've got our castle. We're going to stay in here. Put the barricades up. Not going to let yeah, anyone yeah. in, <laughs> and I'm not going to talk to anyone for a week. And that, I mean, I. I I wouldn't cope with that. Are you good at that, Stu? <laughs> oh. um, and, and the other big problem that I can that that, that I have with it is almost a, the resource aspect. So, yeah, you said some a physio goes in, OT goes in, nurse goes in, um, and you know the, at the start perhaps they're they're getting all these visits a day. We've got this team of people driving around. Now, yeah. I mean, I've done community nursing. Um, you know, it's best case one one visit an hour with the sort of nursing i was doing mm. uh, i know that's probably faster if you've got a um got all your patients within a few uh within a small radius and you're not doing such big interventions but you know what you're not getting is the um it is the 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 
the what's the word economies of uh, location that you get no. in hospital no. um you've got everybody in one place and the therapists working around them therefore you know they can they can do far more um so you've got this you've got this resource and time implication for people being at home you've also got the, the the resource implication of them driving around. Oh, uh, I absolutely. Mean, you know, when I was community nursing, I, I was hoping for, for for you know a call the midwife style bicycle. Um, I, I was given a a diesel a diesel car to drive around in. Yeah, um, slightly different. Uh, yeah, I mean the, the amount of driving around the community that happens to, to in our fun, in our current model of you yeah. know rehabilitation, community rehabilitation, or community care is just staggeringly bad i mean yeah okay we might be able to sort of give everyone electric cars in the future but we also know that that's not that's not 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 a solution i know no i know i know it's not a solution but i mean i think people will be shouting at the the podcast you're going oh well that's easy to solve let's put electric cars in place and i think the, the the kind of that's easy to solve mindset is actually one of the problems it's yeah Give everyone an iPhone, that will solve it. Or give everyone an electric car, that will solve it. Or let's divvy the community up into smaller localities and work like this, that will solve it. But the all all the every time you hear kind of something like that will solve something, it's a bit of an alarm bell for me these days. I mean, absolutely. And also, those solutions don't just come with possible technological costs or fuel costs or whatever. The administration costs to run these things is huge. So, you know, uh, systems of um, organising rotors, allocating or coordinating care, um, organising equipment, maintaining equipment in the community, the, the admin and support systems cost is massive. So, you know, I, th- I think if you haven't worked in this in this area, it's quite difficult to quite comprehend what goes into it. Um, and also, you know, when I think about the costs, because, yeah, I know you were positive and you did start us off positive and I said, don't be negative, Stuart, and now I'm doing all the negatives. But there is also, we mustn't forget the social cost of people being in their homes and having their rehab at home. I mean, I, so listeners who don't know, we have um, elderly parents and they live near me and I'm in and out of there most days and some days I'm there for a couple of hours um to if I was in a regular job it would be so difficult you know but the social cost is not you know is partly the fact that I can't work full-time I can't contribute to other things because I want to look after our parents and do x y and z for them so it changes the dynamics of a family and a community but that's only again within the context of how I am in this world of I'm a woman in a certain age who wants a career of her own and it my identity is all tied up in it so do you know what I mean it's kind of you know if we looked at that as an indigenous in an indigenous way that's a really silly expression to use but you know what I mean if if I, no, would never, right. I would never have that role expectations if I was in a different culture. Yeah. I mean, there is this phrase, I think it's from Africa, isn't it? It takes a village to raise a child. Mm. Um, perhaps we need to apply that to it takes a village to look after uh, Elderly people. our vulnerable <laughs> uh, and, and ill people in general. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because it, 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 it is obviously a lot on your shoulders because... Um, because uh, you all ran away from me and didn't let me. Oh dear. Um, oh dear! Not that I'm not that I'm bitter. <laughs> but what, and, yeah, but uh, part of part of my. <laughs> <laughs> 
did, we didn't really intend this to be a family um, therapy session, folks. <laughs> family therapy um, session. <laughs> Excellent. But, but, but outside of that, you know, I, part of our modern culture is that, uh, you know, I'm a professional woman who expects to be able to do certain things and have a career of a certain status. That's what I think I'm also alluding to. It does, yeah. you know, it's all tangled up in that. Um, you know, if I was in my 20s and 30s, I also wouldn't want to look after them necessarily because I want my own freedom. I want to do this, that, go everywhere, blah, 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 blah. Or I'd be looking after my younger children. So it's all sort of tied up in this peculiar Western culture. And the Western culture of this sort of centralised small unit family yes. versus and other cultures which work on, yeah. on on wider communities. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So that's, that, that probably leads us nicely to what could be some of the more regenerative approaches to something like rehabilitation and, and care in the, in the community. Uh, yeah, it possibly does. I'm I'm just conscious that you're moving into solutions uh, <laughs> to problems. Uh, and I told everyone to be cautious of that, didn't I? You did. And and, and <laughs> there was a phrase I heard on um on uh, one of the on one of my more depressing podcasts that oh, said, "Great." because I love to listen to a depressing podcast. I'll put a few in the show notes for people who are feeling too happy. Uh, these will really bring you down. Um, uh, the, the, what we're facing, particularly around the meta crisis, um, is a predicament, not a problem. Um, mm. And, okay. and you, don't, you don't really solve a predicament. You solve problems. Yeah. Um, and we're trying to apply that, the solutions to, to, a predicament. to predicament, whereas actually... The predicament is something that we a we need to live with, and b is is driven at a meta level um, by our complete failure of of of, of thinking in uh, in in the way we do in the Western mm. world. So, if we're in this predicament, instead of generating solutions to problems rather than you know little which are little chunks of of stuff, what vision could we develop? <laughs> <laughs> wow to wow. um see a different approach to this predicament wow let's have you like that see i think that's the way to go i really do because a vision um, is multifaceted it's flexible it's adaptable you see let, let's let's work on the meta crisis yeah. let's work on the uh, on the indigenous ways of knowing yeah. on the community the aspect the vision um yeah. And I don't think we've got time in this podcast because we're about <laughs> 45 minutes in. But oh, I think that's, that's what we might need to pick up in a very uh, in a very near future, perhaps. I think so. I mean, I suppose let me just sort of lay some ideas for people to think about because that they might think about when they're visioning this. <laughs> so I, Stuart, my brother, who's the other so one. We're going to be doing a bit of shamanic journaling, journeying as well. as uh, <laughs> it looks like it, doesn't it? Um, probably shouldn't get the ayahuasca out. I'm not sure that would um, go well with the, um, you know. Oh, so I've got to tell you the the ayahuasca stuff. Mm. So I was, I was reading a piece of research this week, mm. um, and uh, and apparently in Australia they've synthesised ayahuasca, um, but and they're doing some 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 research on it. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. This is going to be a joke, isn't it? This isn't true. No, this it's is not you're, a joke. you're you're it's telling true. me a joke, and I have to. And I think it's true. Uh, no, okay. it it oh. is true. Okay. Uh, they have renamed ayahuasca as Aussie Wasca. 
I, I just I just absolutely love that. That is just so Australian, and, um, and I love Aussies. I really it, do love Aussies. It's oh, really funny, and it occurs to me that not everyone will know what ayahuasca is, but as far as I'm, I'm, oh, I know, we'll it's a hallucinogen, isn't it? Yeah. We'll put a link in the link. show notes where you can buy, <laughs> you can buy some. <laughs> or some Aussie wasker, I think, might be better. Or Aussie wasker. <laughs> so if you haven't got any Aussie wasker and you want to start visioning what it might look like, um regenerative you know in a regenerative approach to this predicament if we have with particular regard to community rehabilitation so what i was going to say was that you know stuart for example i when i get a little bit older i'm going to live in a house with lots of friends and we are going to have um a room each we can have a communal area we might have another small area each but we're going to have a big house lots of friends live in there and we're going to kind of do some communal cooking and socializing we will probably have at least one or two living carers and we might get some other people in to help us do other things um that's kind of part of my vision is create how can i create community for myself that sounds as a good older? Yeah. That sounds really good. I, I I just made a note to go and find my make some friends. Um, <laughs> well, you've got a big house sitting there, you know. I mean, I could move in. No, no, no. That's fine. No, 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 no. I said friends, Jen. Friends. <laughs> um, um, seriously, so no. One, I mean, you know, models thing, like you know. that. Um, uh, you know, clearly, we need to start exploring in a bit more depth. Um, other models are available, as they say. Um, but I think you know how uh, the, that. What you've described is kind of more long-term community care support rather than the rehab aspects. But you know, the two are very, you know, the, the, there isn't, linked, a, isn't a, a there isn't a, a an exact line between the two, obviously. No, no, no. And I suppose what I was thinking is is that if, for example, in my house there's sort of ten of us living there, or whatever, and someone has a stroke, you've got you have immediately have a network of support. You immediately have a network of people to do the social rehabilitation help cook um you know there's so many things that you wouldn't have to do because in you know in the house there would be probably someone who was still driving there would be or at least have a mobility scooter and could go and get stuff or pops, you know pops the chemist or whatever so you know i suppose that's what i'm thinking if you've got a community that's probably one of the that are literally living together you're all you know you've already created the foundations for rehabilitation to kind of happen in a yeah, more normal absolutely. way you know someone comes and reads to you or you know helps you get washed and dressed in the morning um you know you you don't need to have a team of carers and therapists and nurses coming absolutely often. so so what i'd like to do uh, as we sort of close this episode is is set that new forge okay new forge. Um, and um I reckon we should ask listeners, and I'll put it in the show notes. Okay. Um, the article you referred to. Um, yep. what, can you just read out the, the 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 authors and the title of it? Well, I can tell you the author was um, of the research is someone called Leah Gibbons. So L E A H Leah and Gibbons G I B B O N S. I didn't. Oh, well, I might have written down. I think it's that it just has the word regenerative sustainability in the title, but I actually haven't written down the full title. So okay, we we'll put, put the full notes. title in the show notes. Yeah. Have a look at that or look at something else that um, is similar in terms of picking up the the kind of meta issues rather than the the, the detail. Um, and, 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 and 
obviously we've got a lot of listeners working in and around health and social care. So yep. have a think about, you know, are there models within your field of, uh, of practice um, that are really quite different? Um, lots of old people living uh, in a little commune on the edge of a cliff, um, like Jen wants with, with, with a few young people helping their uh, living rent free while they study, for example, um, you know, Stuff like that, the Blackthorn Trust we'll talk to, I'm sure, at some point soon. Um, different models that are building community and supporting uh, supporting health. Um, and, uh, and and let us know about them because we, we, we would really like to find out about these. Oh, absolutely. And I think actually that's something we should do on our um, Substack, Stu, is start developing some resources. When I say resources, I mean um examples and models of this because i think you know a lot of sort of um sort of organization large organizations try and do this but it tends to be a bit um you know they put things up and they say they're for years but whereas we can add stuff can't we and um what have you i've already got about five things in my mind that would be good to put on there so i think we need to somehow have a big diagram you're good at multitasking i can't hold five things i can do it. i can manage one maybe two at a push. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, I think we nice we forge. Should... Yeah. Good. Shall we? Um, shall we call it a day there, and then come back um, with the the next steps next time? I think so. And thank you for going with us on our rather circuitous route to this particular endpoint. We kind of went round a lot of houses, didn't we, to get here? But um, at least we're looking at different regenerative healthcare approaches. Absolutely. So thank you for listening. Um, as I said, show notes are on the website. And if you've enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe using your favourite podcast app. And don't forget to tell your friends, family, colleagues and the person standing at the bus stop waiting for the number 71. And if don't want... forget to tell the frozen peas what you're doing. Oh, yeah, obviously. Well, the frozen peas probably know. Okay. Um, if you want to get in touch please drop us an email at alchemicalhealth, or one word, at outlook.com. We would really love to hear from you. Thank you, everybody. See you Thank soon. Thanks, everyone. Bye.